Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Higher Perspective Podcast. It's your girl, Kenzie Simmons, your host, and I'm so grateful to have you with us today. Welcome to the podcast where we puff and discuss real world topics and issues. If you are a returning viewer or listener, hey bestie welcome back i'm so happy to have you here so let's go ahead and get into episode three whoop 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 episode three already i'm getting i'm kind of getting into this whole you know podcast thing you know my first two episodes were like a month apart and so i'm trying to i'm trying to aim for like every other week to get an episode out for y'all so If you're not already following us on socials, you can find us on YouTube, The Higher Perspective, and you can find my personal socials, TikTok, Instagram, etc., Queer and Cosmic. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? We shall. So today's episode is going to be about her. And by her, I mean hair. (laughs) This episode is going to be titled, My Natural Hair is Ghetto. And we're going to discuss today a little bit of the societal expectations related to women's beauty, specifically Black women, and their hair. Some of the stigmas and double standards that I personally have experienced as a biracial um, person who was raised and adopted by a white family. Um, I have, I have got a couple little things that I can share, I think, on this, on this topic. So if you're interested in listening and hanging out for the next 30, 45 minutes or so, I highly suggest you grab a drink, grab a snack, and grab a something. If you are 420 friendly, by all means, Grab some flour, grab some kush, roll it up, pack the bowl, do whatever you gotta do, and let's get into it. (laughs) I've already got a cone that I may have. I just tested it this morning, you know, just to make sure it's quality control. Yeah, quality control. So I have a cone here, a paper. If you guys can hear that. I've got a paper that I'm going to be puffing on um, here in a little bit. So let's go ahead. I'll give y'all a couple minutes to get your shit together, honey. And we're going to get the show on the road. I'm going to take a little sippy sip here. I've got some pink lemonade in a wine glass because if you know, you know, bad bitties drink out of wine glasses. (laughs) wine or not i put all my juice up in a wine glass baby because i just i just feel cute you know i'll be feeling fancy i'll be feeling like that girl so cheers cheers to that (sighs) all right so let's go ahead and get into it i'm gonna light up I'm going to clip you guys on my shirt while I smoke, so I apologize in advance if the audio is a little, you know, scuffled here or there. I'm still learning how to work the mic. Hold on, how am I going to do this? (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, you're literally watching me struggle right now. 
If you are on YouTube, you are watching me struggle. We finally got the audio situated, so now we can spark up. You are also indulging in the 4 to the 20. Now would be a great time to go ahead and sparkaroo. And I am, you know, a bougie little smoker. I've got my my roach clip and everything. Puff, puff. <coughs> Just puff, puff, puffing away. Okay, so let's get into it. I mean, clearly there is a very high expectation in society for women and our looks, our beauty, you know, how young we look, how perky our boobs are, how big our butt is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's always... It's always fucking something. That's how I feel. I'm like, it's always something that we need to be keeping up with, you know, whether it's our hair, our makeup, our nails, our clothes. Oh, and then we're scrutinized for our weight and for this, that, and the other. And sometimes the shit just gets fucking old. I'm going to pick you guys up here. The shit just gets fucking old, and um, it's hard sometimes because it's kind of a double standard when it comes to men and women, because I feel like men are accepted regardless of, like, their weight or, you know, if they're balding or, heaven forbid, if they have a small pee-pee, like, <laughs> like, women are just, aren't as superficial, I guess, when it comes to looks, so we are willing to accept and move past some maybe you know undesirable physical traits um <laughs> whereas with men it's just not that way like women are expected to be perfect to look perfect to act perfect to dress perfect you know and it's it's just unrealistic to be honest and i sit here and i wonder Especially being biracial, if you guys don't know. If you're not watching me on YouTube, because I'm pretty sure if you see me, you pick up on the fact that I'm mixed. Um, but I am biracial, and I'm, I was adopted and raised by a white family. So I've lived um, a quite interesting life. I have a really unique perspective on well a lot of things that's why this podcast is called a higher perspective <laughs> um but specifically on this topic of the concept of beauty as a whole in society and then when you break it down one step further and you look at the 
beauty standards within the white community and the black community it's different but also similar because there's colorism that definitely is very much real and existing in the black community and it it breaks my heart to see um, people discriminated and just perceived by some in an ignorant manner to be less desirable because they have a deeper skin tone or because they have a tighter kinkier texture of hair um it's it's just disappointing to see i think especially because knowing how much we're already scrutinized and discriminated against as a whole um being a minority it is it's just like damn like we also do pick ourselves apart and that's it that's coming from somebody who is light-skinned who quote-unquote benefits from the system or the standard as it is still see through it as being incorrect it's ignorant and whether i benefit from it or not because people you know bleach their skin to be lighter or you know relax their hair to have a looser curl pattern or whatever it's still fucked you know i'm not like i'm not just sitting over here i'm not just gonna stay ignorant to a problem because i may benefit from it because i know just as quick as i snap my fingers it could be reversed and i could be in someone else's shoes or the standards of society could just be reversed and it's just important i think to have that level of compassion for injustice in the world regardless of whether or not you know it affects us directly and so yeah i mean growing up my parents didn't know what the fuck to do with my hair my mom she did her best i i will say in that aspect i mean she did her best she asked if she had black co-workers she would ask them for advice i had a couple random black co-workers throughout the years of my childhood relax my hair with the box dye my mom just didn't know how to do it and back then i mean i was born in 95 y'all so i'm 27 now but growing up that was very much the era still of getting your hair relaxed everybody had a perm like that was just the style that was kind of the standard the expectation kind of fitting into that eurocentric beauty standard already an ideal and um but honestly it did it made my hair more manageable for my mom um so i don't resent her for that i mean that was everybody like i said everybody and their mama was relaxed it was just the thing to do and so that was that um it wasn't until i got my hair pretty much um how do i say this fucking fried off um i went to a white salon now this is where i'm like mama what the was you thinking because we, we had done at home box relaxers but then she was like you know i was in high school or i was going into high school and she's like let's take you to the salon you know get your hair done so i went into this white ass salon in this white ass city that we lived in i lived in a real small like city outside of a bigger city and 
very white. I mean, I had, I think I was one of two or three black or brown people in my middle school, grade school. Um, definitely, you know, the black sheep, quite literally the black sheep. Um, not only in my family, but in like the classroom and in sports and in my community and in my neighborhood. So I, I didn't really get to see my people and like get to hang out with black people and have black friends till high school. But that's kind of off, off the, the beaten path here. So I went to a salon where basically they fucked my hair up. Um, now that I am a licensed cosmetologist or I used to be, I haven't renewed my, um, board certification, but, um, I know what went wrong. They did one, not rinse my hair thoroughly enough. And two, she did not neutralize my hair. So the acid from the relaxer basically sat in my hair and ate away at it for like days. Because if you have ever gotten a perm, you know, you're not supposed to wash your hair immediately. You let it sit for a few days. I think it's like, depending on the relaxer, 24 to 72 hours, and then you shampoo. And so that whole time, and I played sports, I always had my hair in a ponytail that paired with the relaxer still being in my hair, basically. I mean, I was practically bald. Like I had a few inches of hair all around. It was very sporadic, uneven going into high school and it was just a fucking mess. So from that point forward as a woman, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, our hair is super important to us and our aesthetic and our, how we feel about ourselves. I mean, men too, don't get me wrong, especially because, you know, balding is the thing and, you know, men have beards and that kind of, that totally can change a man's, you know, aesthetic. Um, but yeah, so imagine that going into fucking high school, right? Like new, new place, new people, you're already nervous enough. And I had been bullied. Like I was the kid, I was the quiet kid with braces and acne, chubby, you know, I had a stutter and I I was just always the weird kid. I was always the odd the oddball. And um people definitely kids can be so cruel. And yeah, I was heavily, heavily bullied so throughout school. So <clears throat> I'm like, great, this is just going to add into the the mix. Well, what I didn't know was going to happen is I kind of bloomed. I blossomed that summer. Puberty hit. Um, you know, I started wearing makeup. I had gotten little like fake ponies and fake buns, uh, hair extensions. This is when I started like getting into all of that, you know, uh, dating and shit and um, or having dating, but like having crushes, you know, like that whole phase. And so it ended up not being that bad, but that I think is where my love of hair and makeup and all of that came from was it made me feel better around myself. Like, especially the makeup when I was, you know, practically just balded, you know, over fucking night. And we actually did end up going back into that salon and asking them, hey, what the fuck's up? Because my hair is falling out. Looking back now, we could have sued they ass. We could have sued they ass for real, for real. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, 
it was it was it was a lot but my mom was very super helpful she definitely you know took me and made sure i got like some little some little buns so i could do like a a side bun and a little top bun and i could finesse it and you know until my hair grew out and and from that point forward i've been natural i have not permed my hair since now my hair is actually bleached currently for the first time ever in my life um so i'm starting to do things like that with it like diet and stuff but i'm 27 like i said that was in high school that was over 10 years ago probably 15 years ago that happened and i am still so like traumatized low-key that i'm like i don't even i didn't want to do anything to it at all ever other than like i would get sew-ins i would get braids here and there um, and i still love protective styles i love changing my aesthetic up every few months that's something if you're watching on youtube you're you're gonna be you're gonna see like <laughs> i'm always switching it up but yeah so all of that plays into like self-confidence and and how i um you know viewed myself and kind of moved through those years especially growing up as one of the only black people in a room in most rooms up until i was 15 um affected how i spoke of course then everyone always was like you're the whitest black girl i've ever met like in high school oh my god you're in oreo oh my god i forget you're black sometimes <laughs> like i heard that shit all fucking high school it was ridiculous and um you know of course i wanted my hair to look like theirs i was like that's all i saw i there was no no one had curlier hair than me. I had the curliest hair. So yeah, I was kind of alone on that ship. And it was really hard for me to learn to accept my hair for for what it was. Um, my body type for what it was. Um, you know, everyone is like a stick skinny. And I've always been like curvy. And like athletic and strong. And I've you know it's just kind of how it is but man when you're when you're just that black sheep you just stand out like a sore thumb and and kids will capitalize the fuck off of that so yeah i definitely built some character <laughs> to put it uh, lightly built some character um towards me growing a little bit of a thicker skin and yeah it was just the beginning of my soon-to-be tumultuous life, <laughs> for sure. Um, a couple other specific instances and examples I can think of. One, okay, so when I was in cosmetology school, which, aside from the fact that the curriculum is quite whitewashed, like, and each school is different, but once again, the one I went to was predominantly white. So um, a lot of white girls, a lot of ignorant white girls. And um, one girl in particular who I actually had considered my friend um, at that time, she apparently somebody put a couple of braids like in the side of her head, like right above her ear. And 
we're all in the workshop room, like working on our mannequins. She walks in, doesn't see me. And she shouts, look, guys, I'm black now. Look, I have some cornrows. <laughs> I'm black now. And I fucking turn around and I look at her and she was like, Ugh. like, I, she, <laughs> I just saw like the color drain from her face. And she was kind of like, Ugh. and then she literally just like walked out. And I was like, yeah, that was ignorant. And I can't remember who was next to me on the wall, but there was somebody right here next to me and I started going off and I said it loud enough I wanted everybody to hear what the, I had to say because I set the record straight honey I was like that is see that shit is so ignorant that's exactly why you know I give people the benefit of the doubt and then look they just say some dumb shit like that and it's like and now what do I look like being your friend when you're sitting here sounding crazy acting crazy like, just because she thought she could get away with that. So what what else are you saying when you when no one's around or you think nobody else is around? Like, it just, it definitely, it, <laughs> red flag. Okay, that's all I'm going to say there. So that's when, just another instance of, like, the ignorance that goes into the culture. And it, the very, very sad fact of the matter is everybody wants to benefit from Black culture, but nobody actually wants to be Black. <laughs> let me say that one more time everybody wants to benefit from the culture but nobody actually wants to be black everybody wants to listen to the music and and duplicate the style and sing the songs and do our dances and da 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 but yet we are so heavily discriminated in against yeah, it's just unfortunate, and that's why the whole deba the whole debacle, the whole debate about you know should white people get braids and and shit like that, and like my stance basically on that has been and will probably always continue to be. Now I'm open, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, I'm always evolving, and my perspectives do change. I may look at this these videos back in a year and be like. I disagree with that now, you know, because I've learned or experienced something new and that ideology has evolved. And so I am just going to preface by saying that, but as of right now, how I feel about that is that um, there's a lack of respect for the history and the culture that is braids in the united states specifically cornrows um locks um box braids things of that nature and the, i don't want to hear i can already hear the white people now but the vikings had braids too but the vikings had braids but black people didn't invent the braid but yeah they didn't invent it you know it's just a hairstyle I don't understand why why you guys always want to gatekeep and it's always like this fake ass fucking me too movement of poor white people trying to act like well why can't we have because y'all don't need to own everything you don't i know you think you do you don't have to have the rights to every fucking thing and the fact of the matter is if you actually knew the history behind it like there is survival 
within cornrow braids. Our ancestors braided maps, designs into heads to help escape or to help travel or hid seeds within the braids. So that way, when they got to where they were going, they could plant seeds. Guess what was one of the most popular seeds that they planted and sold and ate for their survival? The watermelon. Yeah, he he ha ha ho ho. Everyone knows the jokes about black people and watermelon. Da 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 da. And that's the that's just one small tiny example of how our own resilience, our own power, our own knowledge, our own intellect, our own culture has been flipped and used against us and mocked and made fun of. Look at all that they have done to try to stop us, to to hurt us, to manipulate us, to control us, to enslave us, right? And the whole Eurocentric beauty standard is just another piece of the puzzle. Black people are great. Black people are excellent. And it is very intimidating. I feel like it is very intimidating. And that's why they continue to try to perpetually put us down. And squander us. And turn us against ourselves. And distract us from the real issues, the real truth, the real, you know. Because if we all actually focused on one collective cause, baby, they couldn't do shit. They couldn't do shit. So <laughs> that's that for show. Oh, there's one more. I have one more quick story of a personal example of some bullshit. <sighs> Thirsty. Yeah, you know, Cottonmouth be a motherfucker. It really do. It really do. But anyway, so I see this guy at the club that I went to school with. And he's also like a friend of a friend who um, I actually knew from camp. So I see him and I'm like, hey, I'm going to call him Greg. I was like, hey, Greg, you know, just doing the, the, the typical hi and bye, you know, in the social scene when you see somebody, you know. And I'm like, how you been? Da, 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 da. He's like, good, good. And he was like, um, you look hot. He's like, yeah, you look hot. He was like, you should totally keep your hair like that. It looks so good. That other hair, your other hair you had was so ghetto. Yeah, your other hair was so ghetto. You totally should keep that hair that you have now. And I'm looking at him like, like, are you? kidding me dude like get the fuck out of here first of all nobody asked <laughs> nobody asked second of all if you want to know what the fuck i had on my head a wig a straight nothing special little 18 20 inch wig straight hair honey and my lace was lifting like you know you know how lace be lifting shit especially when you sweat and i i i have been out dancing and all of that so it was i know my shit was looking whack and he still 
preferred the whack looking wig with the straight hair over my ghetto quote unquote ghetto natural hair because yeah so this motherfucker called my natural hair ghetto in the club just unsolicited was like yeah you should keep the wig because your your curly hair is ghetto i'm like dude fuck you like first of all nobody fucking asked you nobody asked you second of all i look hot no matter how my hair is baby like my hair don't make me i make i make it my energy point blank period end of discussion okay so I thought it was so rude and so ignorant for him to go out of his way and just be like, <laughs> let me offer you this unsolicited advice. And I was just like, mm, okay. Yeah. That left a really nasty taste in my mouth. So this story is actually kind of the reason this whole episode is the topic of the day, because I was thinking about you know, all of this in general. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I have a specific example of a time when a guy told me straight up that my curly hair was less attractive than my straight weave. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's just one, you know, one small example. There's such a bigger story and topic and issue here that I really want to discuss. So, I mean, I don't know, it just sucks when society basically conditions us to believe that one hairstyle or a certain skin color or a certain aesthetic or weight or size is like the ideal thing and people just buy into it like (laughs) people just brainlessly like buy into the that whole agenda it's so ignorant it gets exhausting trying to keep up with the fucking you know beauty standards that are ever evolving and you know with plastic surgery and this and that it's like the standard just is it's unrealistic it's unattainable it's unachievable and you know people think that they're gonna find that like sense of like worth and security and like they're gonna find that self-love like after that surgery and that's just not the case. Like you're never going to find true self-fulfillment under a knife. Like you need to find it in your heart, babe. Like you need to probably go to therapy. It's okay. We all need therapy. We need to be healing ourselves. I'm not saying don't get the surgery by all means. If it makes you feel better about yourself, get it but i'm just saying if you're seeking some sort of approval or validation through it like babe you're never gonna find it you're never gonna find it no matter how much i mean you see how botched people's faces get because they just get addicted and like they just they don't it it becomes very dysmorphic very quickly about like how you actually look and um yeah it's just really it's really sad and I just want to be a voice to anyone out there, man, woman, gay, they, she, he, whoever, that you are a hundred percent 
enough. You are literally perfect. Like you were divinely designed. Can you believe that? You were divinely designed to be exactly who you are and to look exactly how you look with the exact talents that you have to bring something super special and unique into this world. It's just up to you to recognize it, to see it, to validate it, to claim it. And oftentimes to get to that point, we have to first like unfuck ourselves, you know, unlearn all of the negative limiting self-beliefs, unlearning all of that negative self-talk. Like I know I literally, I live in my head a fucking lot. (laughs) I don't have a lot of earth in my chart. I'm a lot of fire. I'm I'm a lot of everything else. I'm a lot of fire, water, and air. So I specifically within my air energy, I'm in my head a lot. And I know how crazy it can get so quickly. I know how dark it can get, especially if people have been mean to you in your life. And if you've been mean to yourself a lot of your life, like a lot of times we just accept what other people tell us as um, kids growing up because we don't know better we just kind of have like a blind faith and trust in the people around us and in the programming and the information we're receiving and we don't really we don't think to like you know double check it or whatever but like as we become older it's important for us to go through with like a fine tooth comb and like reassess and evaluate like our ideologies our beliefs our you know how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for others And when we do that, it's not easy. It's a lot of fucking work. But you know what else is not easy is living the same fucking way you have been. And, you know, hating yourself and holding resentment for yourself and your body and how you look. And if you can really get to the root of the issue if you can acknowledge it, if you can feel it, if you can heal it and release it with love, dismiss the embarrassment and the shame and just move into a place of acceptance. This is, this is what you got to work with. This is what you got. This is what you were given, you know, and you can spend your whole life hating yourself and picking yourself apart and viewing the glass as half empty and Or you can make the best of your situation. You can learn to love your uniqueness. You can learn to love yourself inside and out. Because, babe, if you don't, who the fuck will? If you don't, who the fuck will? We we, We can't expect something out of someone else that we are not giving to ourselves, first and foremost. So if we're not loving ourselves, if we're not filling up our own cup, if we're not showing up for ourselves and saying and thinking positive things and, and showing compassion and empathy to ourselves, why and how do we expect others to do that for us? Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. So, um... You know, I always, I always go deep on y'all. I got to get a little deep up in here, you know, you know, you know, because honestly, like I set myself free from a lot of like fucking 
misery. Like I hated myself for the majority of my life. I fucking hated myself. I was always told I was too fat, too weird, um, you know, talk too fast, stuttered too much, fucking, you know, just wasn't good enough, wasn't pretty enough. It took me to take accountability for accepting all of those beliefs and then having the courage to really like face myself and look in the mirror and like face my demons and integrate that shadow darker side and energy into myself instead of you know ignoring it or pushing it away like just truly because like honestly like there will come a a point in time where you just get fed up like and I just got fed up with my own self I got fed up with my own fucking shit and I I just went in that closet honey and I cleared all them skeleton bones out (laughs) it did a deep clean and you know there's still things I'm working on I'm not perfect it's a constant you know process of growth and evolution um that continues throughout our entire lives but I really do finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm comfortable with myself you know I'm happy with me and who I am and this actually really reminds me of this song called um shit free I think it's called free by Perry Jones it's a beautiful beautiful song and it's it, she basically says I'm free you know I'm human and I'm comfortable with me I'm capable I've got everything I need you know and it's just talking about you know being acceptance and, and self-love and um, I love that fucking song and it really helped kind of heal me too so that's something you can also utilize as a tool is music music is a great tool to help you um, heal and to help with perspective and all that kind of stuff so a lot of times I didn't have anybody I just had music you know in my art to get me through so do not underestimate the power of music so I think that's it I'm trying to think if there's anything else put up boundaries and I'm putting myself first and I'm, I'm very protective of myself and all of the work that I have done. And the standards are high, babe. The standards are real high. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I'm not really looking actively for a, a connection because I feel like my, it's, it's going to be really hard to catch my eye and realistically have me, you know, be interested in someone because I'm just so at peace with who I am and where I'm going. And I'm, I'm really proud of everything I've overcome in my life, getting to this point, living my truth, being queer and pursuing a path less taken of, you know, um, creativity and connection and inspiration. 
through my art, through my writing, through my podcast now. Hey, <laughs> a social media, you know, my content and everything. And yeah, I just, I'm just trusting God. I'm, I'm just following my heart and following my intuition. I don't know where it's going to lead me, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just trust myself. I trust God. I love myself and I love God. So I, I just know everything's going to work out even better than I expected to because I've put in the work, honey. And I just want to encourage y'all to do the same because <sighs> healing is hard. Yeah, sure. Healing is hard. But you know what else is just equally as hard? Staying the fucking same. Living the same miserable day, day in and day out. Staying at the same miserable job year after year doing absolutely nothing that you actually want to do, not, you know, fulfilling your passions and your desires. And, you know, you're going to have regrets when you get old and you look back. And that's just the one thing I refuse to do. And I hope, I hope y'all are coming along for the ride. So yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Basically, I just want to encourage everybody to love yourselves, accept yourself for who you are, and, you know, love others too, because honestly, if you really are happy with yourself and who you are and what you're doing and how you're showing up in this world, you're going to be a lot nicer of a person. You're going to be a lot more filled with love and acceptance and compassion for others because you're holding that same space for yourself. You know, we can't hold space for others that we cannot hold for ourselves, And um, that's why I think there's a lot of misery in the world because everyone's worried about the wrong shit everyone's worried about everyone else and we need to be worried about ourselves so take that with a grain of salt if you're still here i really greatly appreciate your time I'm sure you guys are following me on socials and you can hit me up let me know if you're enjoying the podcast or if you have any you know suggestions for future topics i would love to hear some feedback my personal account is queer and cosmic on instagram tiktok twitter and you can find our podcast youtube channel the higher perspective thank you guys so much for your time i hope you have a blessed day and i will see you next time